Hey, thanks for joining us on a new episode of Indie Liga. Today we'll be talking about Canadian sporting superstars from the 80s. Snooker or school? Visiting Paris? Preston having to apply for re-election and missing two penalties in one minute? We've got some Joey Barton, Leighton Baines, Dennis Irwin, and Big Sam makes one of his usual appearances. We hope you enjoy it. Tifoti, what should we talk about? Well, you were, you, Stephen was talking a little bit about... Uh... Oh, yeah. I was I was looking up um, footballers who hated football. Well, not oh, yeah. who hated football. So, yeah, we touched on that last time, didn't we? There was Esui Cotto. Uh, yeah, David Batty. Who else was there? Is there other? Well, I, I was looking for for people that da- David Bentley was mentioned a lot of the time. Oh yeah, I mean, I think he famously fell out of love with football. Anyway, but that was I, I. I believe that was a little bit to do with mental health as well. You know, yeah. some things hadn't worked out, and he just it was making him miserable, so he quit. I think I think he he fell out of love with it yeah. rather than not being bothered. Where which, which I think Esuakoto just it was a job from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Although we, as we said, it, it you must have enjoyed it at some point mm. to have got to a certain standard, surely. Absolutely. Unless you were somehow amazingly gifted from birth, and or also, you know. I mean, I, I doubt this, but if someone said to you, right, Daniel, okay, you're eleven years old, you do this shit as hard as you can for twenty years, and you'll be rich beyond your wildest dreams. Just keep your head down. I, I wish somebody had said that to me about snooker. <laughs> I reckon snooker, you could you could just about, <clears throat> if you dedicated yourself, you could. And golf. Golf, yeah. I, 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 I can't. I'm, you get any five-year-old, four-year-old, get them playing golf. Because yeah. if you're in the top 1,000 in the world, you make a fortune because it's ridiculous how much money they get. No, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't live with myself if one of my kids ended up being a golfer. I'd have to disown them. <laughs> <just laughs> that fact. Do you know, it's, it's the most, apart from basketball, it's the most inexcusable. No, it's more, it's much more inexcusable than basketball because it takes up vast quantities of space. It was insane, was it? I read yeah. somewhere. Where was it? Oh, during the week, some kind of stat about the amount of land. I think it was to do with royalty in the United Kingdom and the amount of land that's owned by royals, which is obscene, but but also used by golf courses. It was. You could have fifty yeah, new cities. It. You know. And land, one of the things. Well, that, uh, yeah, one of the things could, that drives house prices up is is sparsity of land. Like, well, then release some of it, then you cheap bastards. <laughs> but then yeah. you'd have commoners there. Uh-huh. Uh, what, you could have squirrels, or you could have commoners. Commoners, choices. No, just golf. Yeah. I think golf's obscene. Was it Oscar Wilde who said something like, "It spoils a perfectly golf." Golf just good walk ruins yeah, a good walk. Yeah. Golf is a good yeah. walk. Sport. Was that, that's the quote. Yeah. yeah. Golf yeah. is a good walk. Sport. That's, that's all you need to say about it. It's <laughs> and people are fascinated by it. You see them watching it on TV. And that's another thing. I'm just, I don't see where's the pleasure here. Just, I, I get what I get. Sorry. Well, I was going to, sorry. I was going to say that, um, at least on TV, I, I, I can't watch it on TV either, but at least on TV, they can cut from one ball bouncing into into the green to another ball <laughs> well, bouncing into the green. So but it must being be good. there live, being oh. there live, you hear the sound of some you know, shush, and then, and then you go, oh, 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 <clears throat> and then the ball just disappears, and, yeah. and, and that's it for the next half hour. Yeah. I mean, there are, I mean, there are sports we've talked about, like cricket and cycling that I enjoy. 
you know, you you watch it all day. But there's but it is athletic. They are busting their asses to cycle up mountains. Yeah. The scenery is beautiful. And when you go and watch a cycling race, I've talked to people and think, well, what are you doing? You stand there for five hours and they go past you. And then that's it. But it's the anticipation. You get pissed. You drink. They all drink like. Well, we and, went um, to it in Dachau. Didn't we? Well, yeah, we watched it in Dachau. We in Dachau. Troughing ales, just eating yeah. food. It was just fun. It's a like a going up the cobbles. Yeah, there's proper the cobblestones. Cobble oh, yeah, good. it was good. I enjoyed that. We good. actually, yeah, my girlfriend and I, we we were in Paris. I, I, I booked the trip to Paris as a sort of birthday present for mm. one <clears> weekend. July, and didn't realise until the week before we went that it was the same time as the end of the Tour de France. Ah, perfect. <laughs> so was, I dragged her down to, you know, the the finishing route around the uh, Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, they do, la- and then they finish on the Champs Elysees. Yeah, five laps or something. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was I was really excited by this, and uh, and Hannah was saying, "Oh, well, at least I could do some shopping while we're there." But they just shut oh. all the shops. Yeah, yeah, it's Tour de France. <laughs> it's random. It was genuinely okay. So you stand there, and then the peloton is just gone in a flash. Mm. It was so quick that I didn't even manage to take a photo of them as they were going past. And of course, on that, on those last laps on the final day, they're not even racing until the very end. Yeah. So they they just taking it easy. Well, they come in if you see the footage. Past the paces, uh, the winning team uh, they'll come in and they'll be drinking champagne. Because they know that it's traditionally you can't attack the the leader. It's over then, effectively. So, you, so the yeah. yeah, they just amble along, and then they only really hit the racing really uh, towards the end. Yeah. But uh, oh, that's a dr- I've I've seen the Tour de France, but it was in London. <coughs> so, and I've been to watch the Giro d'Italia in Italy, but I'd like to go. And, that was weird. Lance Armstrong and people like that were racing to see those guys up close. It was like mm-hmm. knowing what you know now. I guess yeah. you didn't see Todd of Yorkshire, right? That's like the bottom of the... Calling it... No, I mean, I, the, the tour of Britain I really like, but call it the tour of Yorkshire, not tour de Yorkshire. It's just ridiculous. Oh. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, the tour de France, so, something I think would actually be quite cool. Uh, if you were, t- you were talking before about uh, being able to make lots of money without actually being at the top of your sport... Mm. I think it'd be pretty cool if you actually managed to finish the Tour de France as as the Lantern Rouge. Yeah, Lantern Rouge. Yeah. I think there'd be something pretty cool yeah. about that. Well, they tried to. They, they tried but to. You, but you still managed <clears throat> to cling on there. They tried to change the rules a little bit because it became an honour, and the Lantern Rouge would make a lot of money, you know, from sponsorship right. and things like this. Right. But it, yeah, there was one guy. I think 10, 15 years ago. I think his name was like Kenny Van Hummel, or something like that, and he was a. a bang average sprinter never mind anything else and he was in this really low budget team and every nobody even cared about the winner every stage was will he hit the cutoff point and he'd be hitting it by seconds yeah. every time and he'd be wildly popular and one day he just didn't yeah. make it it was horrible yeah. that's the only thing I can remember about that sort of France because he just even the commentators everyone would go past and you just be the camera would be following him up on his own at the back <laughs> <laughs> desperately trying to get across the line and he'd be weaving like yeah. this as he went along. It was just, it was really cool. It was just, it wasn't about winners or the elite. It was about this guy who, yeah. amongst normal people, would be a spectacular cyclist. But in the elite, was really not in the right place. This is not for you, friend. Yeah. And it was just watching yeah. him hang on was brilliant. Really, Not enough drugs, presumably. 
Oh, I, I get bored of that when it gets accused of cyclists. Every single professional sport you can think of, they're all doped up. It's soccer, not football. But, yeah. That's that's Bill Werbenick. Yeah, but they're all, it's, yeah, they, they take beta blockers as well. Beta blockers yeah. up 25. Bill Werbenick. <laughs> that, that, that's the picture yeah. of an athlete. <laughs> Bill Werbenick, yeah. I think he's, uh, he's the most streamlined athlete. <laughs> Do you ever see that film Kingpin? When... Do you ever see Kingpin, the the like temping bowling comedy mm-hmm. that's yeah. funny and they have a, the they do like a real commentary thing like espn would and like look at all these fine athletes it's all these beer-bellied guys you know eating burgers smoking cigarettes and drinking beer that was basically snooker but i enjoyed snooker a lot more when it was those guys now i yeah. find it very boring they're a bunch of automatons it's very Absolutely. there are no personalities personality at all when you, you had when you had all those Canadians, you had Kirk yeah, Stevens, Kirk Stevens, Cliff, Thor- Cliff Thorburn, Thorburn, yeah, it was boring, but he looked like Magnum, so I quite liked him. But he was no, kind he of like in contrast to the others. He had what was yeah. it? Kirk Stevens doing coke, Bill Warwick, yeah. thirty-eight pints around. Whoever that guy was <clears> from Malta, or uh, Tony Drago, Tony Drago, Tony Drago, just smashing it up. Alex yeah. Higgins, they were interesting guys to watch. And it was. I remember watching. Um, well, they felt like they you. You could relate. Night, they used to have the. Um, they used to have some pool tournament on yeah. um, Sky. Marconi Cup, yeah. Marconi, Marconi Cup. Cup yeah. And there was the first year that that they got Alex Higgins, Jimmy White, um, somebody else to play on the English team, on the British team, whatever. It was a European team. Oh, European. That's it. Yeah, it was Europe. Yeah. Essentially, like, it was Ryder Cup. They were trying yeah. to mimic, weren't they? Yeah. And um, Higgins, <laughs> Higgins was. <laughs> was absolutely, he didn't have a clue what the rules were. So he didn't do any of this, I'm going to set myself up for the next shot, because he didn't know what he was going to be potting next. Because you know, it's, it's nine balls, so you're going in yeah. in number order. And um, he'd just be he'd just be smashing, smashing in, getting no position, and then asking the ref, you know, what what, what I've got with it next? And he's like, oh, it's the orange one over there. And he'd be in a ridiculous position, and he'd just slam it in again. It's and, a good job the ref wasn't Lee Mason, isn't it? Oh God! Yeah. Which one was he, Lee yeah. Mason? What happened there? No, that was your referee yesterday, Brighton against West Brom. Oh, I haven't Big seen any scandal. of it. I, know, I only know they missed two penalties. No, well, they oh, scored a free kick and then got it disallowed, but then maybe allowed, and then maybe disallowed, and then VAR man, just get rid of it. This really was the. I mean, even by current standards, this was this was yeah. the mother fuck-ups. I actually felt a bit sorry for him because he knew he'd fucked up and whatever he did. He'd, he'd made a mistake and then he tried to rectify it and by rectifying yeah. it actually made it worse. And He blew yeah. so the free kick could be taken for Brighton. And he took the free kick, leathered it into the top corner. But as he hit it, a split second after he hit it, the referee realised the goalkeeper wasn't ready. Blew again just before the ball went in the net. And then said, no, okay, it was a legitimate goal. And it went to VAR. And they said, no, you blew the whistle the second time just before the ball crossed the line. So therefore, you've got to disallow the goal. And Brighton are just finding just incredible numbers of ways of not scoring goals. It's insane. If you you look at the stats, I I know whether we had this discussion, XG, blah, blah, blah. They're a top four team based on goals. (laughs) And they just find... Everywhere to fuck it up. They're unbelievable. Yeah. Even they, they when it's not a... their fault. <clears throat> well, it's their fault if they miss two penalties. It's their fault if they miss two penalties. But if you if you've got a free kick heading for the top corner, and and the ref just does not blow a second time, it's a goal. And, 
No, I was because we were because last week we we I think we'd ended up on um, on uh, Big Sam drinking from a, a mm. Big Sam Toby jug, and then it reminded me of seeing Sam Allardyce actually play as a centre half for Bolton, and uh, I've got a very vivid memory of um, I think just after my birthday it must have been it was in the mid seventies anyway around about around about seventy four seventy five, and we were on holiday in uh, in. Cornwall and it turned out that uh, Plymouth Argyle were playing Bolton this particular weekend so we said oh come on now we've got to go as you know looking like a committed family of Bolton fans not just having come 20 miles up the road from yeah. our camps <laughs> and uh, being behind being behind Bolton's goal in the first half and Plymouth had um, do you remember Paul Mariner yeah yeah, name. I never saw him big. play. He was a bit after my era, uh, before my era, sorry, but yeah, I, I know yeah, who he is. Yeah. Say, yeah. But he, he went on to play for Ipswich under Bobby Robson, yeah. I think, and then and then for England. He's in the States uh, now, you know. He's, he's he's a commentator in the United States. Uh, oh, right. He works right. for um, ESPN and commentates on football. Okay. I think he was born States. near Bolton, actually. He's he from, actually he, Bolton. It's kind of odd. You get like a Mexican guy on there, some typical American sports preventer, and then this like proper thick Lancashire accent, yeah. Always right. Lancastrian yeah. through and through, yeah. But he played. He played for for Argyle anyway. Then and and clearly Sam Allardyce, who's uh, you know we'd we'd say he's pretty streetwise on the mm-hmm. whole. Sam Allardyce, and yeah. he clearly was then, and he's a big lumbering centre half. And clearly he'd been made aware of the threat that this young lad Paul Mariner posed. And I just I just remember that one of the Bolton defenders leathering the ball down the field. And then you saw saw Sam Allardyce and uh, Paul Mariner close together uh, as the ball disappeared down the other end of the pitch. And then Paul Mariner just getting up from the ground with his face just a mask of blood <laughs> that <laughs> mysteriously occurred with his coming together with Sam Allardyce. And uh, you didn't really see much of, uh, of Paul Mariner after that. Uh, and I, I just remember that as, as a kid, just being really impressed by this big number five that played for played for Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> I've always been a fan of Sam Allardyce ever since. Well, I'm not. He was a, <laughs> his first club he managed was Preston. Saying, huh? He was a no, oh, no, maybe not. It was in Ireland, but he managed. He was caretaker manager of Preston for a while. He yeah. played for North End at the end of his career. Yeah, at the end of his career. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. in that in the mid eighties, Preston were absolute dog shit. We had to finish second bottom in Division Four once. Had to apply for re-election. The first it's champions it. had to apply for re-election. Yeah, it's <laughs> shameful. Is that right? Yeah, ninety first. Okay. Yeah. Where That's... did he start his managerial career? Because I remember we beat. Cool, I think. No, beat no, him. no. Was it was in Ireland. It was, was in Limerick. Ireland. It was in Limerick. Yeah, it was a League of Ireland club. And then, he, then I think he started in England. At it, was, it was Blackpool, right? Because I remember we beat him on the way to get promoted. But right. I couldn't remember if it was Blackpool or Notts he, County. He did a good job at Blackpool. Oh, he did. And got County. Well, I, I think the other County. person we beat on that run because it was it was playoff semi and playoff final. I think the other one might have been Neil Warnock, and I think okay. he was at Notts County. Yeah, I think he was. I've got stats if you're interested. It was first player manager at Limerick. Then he came back to uh, Preston. It was Preston. Um, caretaker, and he played for Preston in 1992. That surprises me. Yeah, played, really? not just managed, played. Yeah. So I would have seen him then play, but I've no, I can't remember. And then, yeah, then it's you know Blackpool, Notts County, Bolton, Blackpool, Newcastle, 90. Blackburn, West Ham. Well, yeah, two years. Yeah. 
Was, when was yeah. he at Blackpool and Notts County? Blackpool, 94 to 96. Notts County, right, 97 to 99. And then Bolton, 99 to 2000. Notts County up, didn't he? I think he got promoted with those counts. I think, but that, but he might, did he not get relegated? There's this myth he's never, been, he's, he's not a manager that's never been relegated. I think he went down. No, not from the Premier League. No, but I think it's Notts County that they got relegated with. Oh, right. I, I'm not sure. No, I don't. don't but they wouldn't have been Premier League still then, would they? No, they were Division oh, One. No. They're all, Neil no, Warnock took them up to Division uh, One. Final, play a final in, so, in, that would have been third tier, whatever it was called at the time. Well, the playoff final. Playoff final, yeah. yeah so yeah. in his first that season, he arrived um, uh, as manager of struggling Division Two club, Notts County, which I think would have been the third tier then. Um, and he arrived too late, and they got relegated. So yeah, but like so they went down to the fourth tier with him in charge. If I get confused, I assume Division Two is the third tier. So yeah, the fourth tier. Yeah, yeah. It used to be. Yeah. It used to be. It used to be. A, Premier League Division One, one. in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. That's he would have gone down to the fourth tier then. Yeah, nonsense. All that fucking renaming bullshit. Just oh god. Well, it, rebranding yeah, crap. That is that is genuinely a pain in the ass because you, you you you've got no reference points, have you? It's tricky. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like okay, we can't really talk about football before before a certain year because you don't know what you mean by Division One or Division Two. So, yeah, I mean, really, you call it Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, Division 4, and everybody knows where you yeah. stand. Or just stick with tier. If, you, if yeah, you're struggling, like, just stick I with tier. Like, I'd, I'd, then, you know, the fourth tier of football. I, d- I don't like to use... Le- Sometimes I have to use League 2 to explain whatever, if I'm talking mm. about it, which I do rarely. Um, but, yeah, fourth tier, tiers. I, I just... Division? I don't like it. Fourth, fourth division. Fourth division, Yeah, I think but then fourth well. division... People might not get that. Okay, they just call it Barclays I, Premier League. I think it's. But well, they might not. If you say fourth division, though, some people <laughs> might. No, I think it's easier now because it's not called the fourth division, it's League Two. Yeah. So it's not Division Two. Mm. When it was Division One, was the second tier. That was that was definitely confusing. I think we all agree it's yeah. a nonsense what they do now. Yeah, I think because yeah, how yeah, can is. how can the the fourth tier of English football be called League Two? It's, well, yeah. How do they work well, that one out? You know, call it what you want. It'll call be, it Premier League be, Four if you want, but it ain't League fucking Two League champions, <coughs> Bradford City this year. Yeah. Also, oh, they won the second division, that. did they? Oh no, it's the fourth division. Well, why is it called <laughs> yeah, League Two then? Yeah. But League Two is is the fourth division. But why? Well, Explain if, that to if aliens Preston, if they came down to planet Earth. If you if, if Preston ever did finish top of uh, the division they're in, hmm. uh, they won the championship, haven't they? Yeah. So we can say championship <laughs> yeah, winners. Won the championship. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> We're the league champions, which we literally yeah, would be, because that's, that's the football league, yeah. not the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Weirdly, but... out of the, our three teams, are the only team not to have been in the Premier League, right? Yeah. Fucking oh, not that it bothers me every day. <laughs> <laughs> Even Blackpool have been in the fucking Premier League. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Bloody annoying, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah Everyone in the Northwest has been in the Premier League apart from us. Everybody. Well, not Fleetwood. <laughs> the scum team, you know. Don't Fleetwood have some weird friendship with Preston in the in the We All Hate Blackpool club. Yeah. But their yeah. um the guy who owns them is a real Tory, pro Brexit, all that kind of crap. So I don't like Fleetwood now. And and they employed Joey Barton. Well, I want to talk about this. I mean, there's something I wanted to do. I did like a single thing about Bristol Rovers, but 
is Joey Barton such a bad manager? He was at Fleetwood for three and a half years. They don't have a top of the league budget. They were always tenth would be around where they were normally. And he was and it wasn't I'm not, I'm not claiming he was a bad manager. Yeah, just, okay. He's not a very nice person. No. Yep. But is he not? I think he's on well, he seems Go to be on. like the Ashley Cole. I'm gonna A little bit people. a little bit of devil devil's advocate going on here. Why is he not why is he not a, why is he a bad person? Because he's, well, he's, he's, he's didn't he stub out a cigarette or a cigar in somebody's yeah. eye? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great start. No, he's not. I, 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 he's, he seems he like seems a He seems to have tried to reform himself. Yeah. I mean, he, he's mocked as a a fairly uneducated person who's trying to educate himself. But, and I realise he's mocked for that. And it, he, he comes up, he comes out with kind of like O-level yeah. philosophy. He tweets philosophers, oh, doesn't amazing. he? Copy and paste yeah. philosophy. Yeah. But it is, yeah. but it is because he's, he's not, he's discovering it and he's, mm allowed to discover it is just discovering it on Twitter and putting it out there. Whereas we did it in maybe our bedrooms, listening to some ridiculous crappy music. But that's not his fault, is it? I mean, it's great that no, he's, it he's, it's it great is, that he's, re- he's expanding he's his mind. You know, that's yeah. a wonderful thing that we should yeah. all be doing constantly, but, but in a public forum. He still seems to be quite a violent person, yeah. even as a manager. Having mentioned him versus Ashley Cole earlier, yes. Ashley Cole still seems like an absolute. Prick. Ashley Cole's worse for me. Yeah, that kind of in his autobiography. So you can't, you cannot say it was heat of the moment. It, it, what, in his did autobiography, he shot a crossbow at somebody, or what was it? Oh no, that's somebody else. There's also do you, do you know Preston signed <laughs> Chad Evans? Chad Evans plays oh, front for us now. Hell. Now we for libel. Yeah. Chad Evans was alleged to have been a rapist. He was convicted, and then his conviction well, he was, was convicted overturned. And then he was acquitted. Yeah. yeah, so it was overturned. So, yeah. as uh, um, he's an innocent man in the eyes of the law, and that's that. He is. He's still a yeah. absolute wanker. I was actually upset that he joined North End I, against yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah. He was very good, but I'd rather he just wasn't there. And no, you see I a lot of he was, he, there was, he was he? a rumor he was going to sign for us, and I was really not happy. Yeah, he's good. I, I have to say, he played really well. He's a, he's a good, he, was, he was always a good player, Chad, Chad Evans. And, and I, actually, I mean, we could, you could talk about his character in other ways, but I, I actually do think it's genuinely unfair. If a, if a guy has been found not guilty of a crime, that, to me, should be the end of the issue. You, other people other people might disagree, but they've not heard the evidence, they've not been in court. Oh. The guy is innocent of the thing he was, he was accused yeah. of, therefore he should be free to resume his career in the same way as anybody else. I, I agree 100%. Based on what's happened and what I know of him, I don't want him at North End, but that doesn't mean... Yeah. But I think he 100% has the right to pursue a career as a professional footballer. Yeah, yeah. I don't particularly want him at North End, but... Is that, he, is that because he was one of two North End players to miss a penalty within a minute of each other? <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> but we, we did, we did a Brighton pretty, pretty, Yeah, yeah, back-to-back. It's back pretty, pretty effort, that. We were talking about Brighton before missing two penalties, but, but North End missed two in one minute. Don't, don't, so, I won't yeah. even... You can imagine what I was like watching it. Apoplectic yeah. is the only... <laughs> <laughs> when was it? Uh, it gets I'm, I'm surprised you've recovered from it, Daniel. Oh, I was so angry. Seething, I was. Seething. Mick McCarthy's Cardiff turned is... us over. Excuse me. Yeah. Turned us over good within and proper. Within one minute is quite impressive. Yeah. Oh, so how, how do you get two penalties in one minute? Or is it retaken? No. It, it no. was fouled in the act of trying to score the rebound. Ah. Back to back, yeah. Yeah. So, so then Shed Evans, so they, they had the different penalty taker, who then also missed. We've got a really good one. It was um, 
he still plays, but he's more he's getting Paul Gallagher, class player. But he's in his thirty six now, and he's getting more in the coaching side of things. And he has an interesting uh, penalty taking way technique. He he walks away and he turns his back, so he's facing away from the goal. Then the ref blows the whistle and he spins around and runs at the ball. Oof. Seems to never miss. He flies it high over the crossbar. No, flies it in the top corner, mate. That dude doesn't you miss. Have, North End had the best penalty taker I've seen live. Graham Alexander. Graham Alexander. He was, he was just, he was so cool. He did, just, did he ever miss a penalty? Um, one in 50 or something like that. Yeah. He, he was, was, he, you know, he's one of the most underrated players. When he was yeah. something like 33, he left North yeah. End to become a key player for Blackpool in the Premier League. Yeah. In a different position as midfield. He's still my favourite North End player. Mm. He just, but the only thing he liked right, was, uh, he wasn't a physical player. He, had, he didn't have pace. But bloody hell, he had technique. Though, did he? Put him? Yeah, he had that technique. Yeah. He had it's a phenomenal technique. If you, if you look back at the past nowadays, people talk about fullbacks a lot. And, you know, they're a lot more attacking than they used to be. But I, I think looking back, there, there have been quite a, quite a few fullbacks. So, I mean, we're talking about North End here, which probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people. But I, I saw Alexander play a lot and was always really impressed by his dependability. But I always thought in the, the great Manchester United sides at the time they were winning Champions League, Dennis Irwin, I mean, nobody ever said Dennis Irwin is shit, but they, they don't. They didn't really talk about him as a key component mm. of that United side, and I just thought he was <laughs> he was a fantastic player. He was, but there's something. For example, if you watch Preston North End on TV, you wouldn't see ninety percent, I think, of what Alexander does, especially if you only mm. see the highlights. There's a lot of players yeah. like that. Whereas if you're in the stadium and you can see how the team tick and how they operate, and you see yeah. their movement off the ball. You can think, fucking hell, they're they're really good. There's a lot you miss when you're not in the ground. But yeah, Irwin, he had a wicked free kick, set police delivery, and he's just yeah. solid. He's one of these seven or eight yeah. out of ten every week. He doesn't have yeah. clangers. He doesn't drop I clangers. Somebody, somebody else who's just, I think, just retired with no fanfare. Uh, it was Leighton Baines at uh, at Everton. Has he just retired? He, really? I think okay. I think he has. Right. With, with no fanfare at all, all right. just quietly. That's a shame. Away he was quality. He was a class. And he's just he's just been there forever, just doing yeah. this job, mm-hmm. dead dependable. And well, I think he was one of those players. He's probably a player that has other interests as well, based on his appearance. Yeah, I suspect yeah, he's well into his music. Well into his music. Turned up as, as a DJ like Pat yeah. Nevin. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to contact us or get in touch, we're on at IndieLeaguer on Twitter. Put comments, questions, write whatever you want. Also, if you could write us a good review or give us a good review, say on Apple Podcasts or anything like that, we would be very grateful. Thanks and see you next time. Bye.